Don't tell me anything at all. I don't want to hear anything about it. Welcome to Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, hey, Wells is here too. What's up, Wells? Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. It's, it's been fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't have anything to like say. I, I've been here for, what, three minutes? And you're like, all right, let's go. Yeah, sorry. Josh and I have been hanging out for like the last 45. I got here early. Yeah. You got here late. It's kind of like I was having this conversation about, uh, you've seen Pacific Rim? No. Really? No, I never watched it. What? Did you? Did, okay, yeah, so, no, all right, so. Yeah, I saw Pacific Rim did, in the last week. Did you see the second one? <laughs> Ew. So, similarly. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> similarly, Pacific Rim 1 had no business being any good, exceeds expectations, right? So you think about that on like a graph. Right. Then you've got Pacific Rim 2, which everybody knew wasn't going to be that great and somehow underperforms and doesn't deliver in the slightest. And so the gap between the two is huge. And it's mainly because one showed up early and the other one was late. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, anyways, what have, we, what have we been doing since last recording? Jeff, you went somewhere. Where'd you, where'd you go? It's uh, I, I did my uh, annual December trip back to the hometown. Went a little early this year. Um, worked out really well for a couple of very fun reasons. Uh, stumbled into a bottle of Utopias. Wait, what? What? Yeah. So coming to an episode soon-ish, we need to figure out logistics on how the three of us are going to drink a 25-ounce bottle of 28% strong ale. Yes. Um, Can do. Yeah. So that's going to be a whole thing. Um, had some fun. Got, got me a couple Buffalo Traces. Found a bottle of Booker's. Like, you know, like... Every now and then things go well. Um, currently negotiating with a co-worker to trade some Revolution beer for some Treehouse beer. So nice. I picked up a bunch of extra Revolution while I was there. Ooh. Um, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm kind of broke now. Yeah. <laughs> well, for the bottle of Utopias, I do want to give a huge shout out to our Patreon folks. Patreon.com slash craftbeercast. We had enough in the coffers to actually legitimately buy a bottle of Utopias, uh, our our white whale, basically. Yeah, and, and I feel like we've been talking about this. Now, Josh, I know you and I have been talking about this even pre-Wells. Yes. Like, we're, that we had, I don't want to say we had developed a plan for what we want to be able to have on the show over the years, but I mean, like, my wish list, my white whale list was dwindling couple years back you know we were able to get a hold of Pliny the Younger that was one of the big ones yep. gone yep. Um, I know there was one time you and I were even looking at driving up to like Concord or something like that because they were supposedly going to have Utopias on tap oh yeah right? yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, at the tilted kilt of all places yep. you know um, but yeah Utopias has been on our list for a long time which is usually about the time when Wells is like one time I was at GABF and, 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 and Jim Cook gave me some Himself. Yes. <laughs> yes. In 2011. Yeah. Thanks for that. Mm -hmm. Well, Josh and I have been waiting since 2011. So, well, yeah. 13, I guess, at least. But, uh, yeah. yeah. 10 years later, you know. Woohoo. So, hell yeah. Be super great. Like, I, you know, you, you have those moments when suddenly you see something you've been wanting for a long time and, like, your whole body clinches. Like, it was that. It was great. Super fun. I mean, before Wells, you, you discuss. I, I, I legit, and Wells, I know you'll know this moment. It's a Simpsons reference where it's just, oh my God, oh my God, Tramamopoline, Tramamopoline. He's trying to say trampoline and he's freaking out because nope. he's so excited. You don't get that one? Nope. Okay. Don't get Well, that I did text your guys instead of you guys. So, yeah, like, yeah like pretty much like that. Uh, so, yeah, I was super pumped. Wells, what about you? What you been up to, man? Oh, man. Uh, this has been a long time coming, but. Uh, finally made it to the South Park area of Charlotte uh, to cross off the last two Charlotte breweries on my need-to-visit list. Suffolk Punch and Legion. Um, now, was that because you hadn't been to that particular Legion? Correct. Okay. Yeah. But you've been to the, at least a I, Legion at some point. I've been to every Legion at this point. I just and, wanted to clarify. And both Suffolk Punches and every brewery inside Charlotte City Limits. Those were the last two. Um, For now. Well, I mean, we're going to have to have a new one open up, which it looks like there's going to be one opening up uh, in the next week or two. A frothy Beard? No, that's been open for a few months. 
<laughs> Clearly. I've been, right. I've been there as well. Right. Um, no, it's going to be another brewery is going to oh, be that's right. opening oh, right. down the street for me. It, it right. looks like they're about to be in their soft open phase. So, All right. So, so how, was, how was Legion in South Park? Uh, Legion, I would it, assume. No re- there's no reason for me to go back to either one. Okay. Like, yeah. I'm done. Especially with... Um, uh, Suffolk Punch being in the old California Pizza Kitchen in oh, oh. in South Park Mall itself. Ew! Wow. So did you get shot at? No, I just okay. well, did sure. not. I don't know. It's it it's a kids playground over weird there. Weird flex. Like of no. all the places to Suffolk Punch has limited distribution here in town in terms of package. Yeah. Well, it's just like I'm I'm sitting there trying to think of like why they were the ones that went to that spot. Yeah, but, and I mean, for, for listeners that don't know or are not familiar with the city of Charlotte, that is like, we got money land over in that part of town, so... That's where the Tiffany store is. Yeah. We'll just put it like that. Yeah. And I'm in that mall. Yeah. I thought, and you know, I went on record a long time ago as saying there's not going to be a brewery in South Park because rents are too high, but that, I also said that before either of these places, like, opened up their primary location, so... Right. Um, clearly... The market's changed and, you know, can, you know, that area can support. I was really surprised that both the places were so full on a Saturday afternoon at three o'clock. It's like, this isn't lunch rush anymore. Like, yeah. we're, we're late. Um, I can get the, the mall being, you know, the mall, Christmas time and all that stuff, but, right. but Legion is a couple blocks away and that was still busy. <laughs> yeah, I could see that being nice, like a nice respite if the family is there shopping. Right. I'll be over here. Yeah. And Where's the, oh, Suffolk Punch? The beer that I had that was, you know, from Suffolk Punch was actually pretty good. Like, wow. I, I, I mean, yeah, it, it was good. It wasn't great. I'm not going to buy it, but, you know, it was good if if I had to go to the mall. If I had to go to the mall, um, especially at Christmas time, yeah, thank goodness that place is there because otherwise my move would have been going to McCormick and Schmicks for bourbon, and then that gets pricey. <laughs> real pricey, real fast. Actually, I would say Roosters across the street wasn't usually too, too bad. No, but then again, I didn't often pay for that. So Right, exactly. Yeah. It's a company expense card. Like, that's always super nice. Yeah, and it was generally somebody else that had to do the expense report, so I didn't even really get to see the bill. Um, it, it It is interesting because, you know, Jeff and I worked over there for quite a while. Me too. Oh, that's right. You did. I forgot yep. about that. Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, know when, <laughs> there wasn't shit for beer scene in South Park when well, I was no, there. No, no, so. And even when we were working over there, there wasn't. And shortly, because Jeff had started working from home before I did. I was kind of the last man out of that area. And they had announced, I remember back even then, that they were going to open up a, a Legion over there. And I was just like, what? Yeah. And this doesn't make any sense. And then... Since then, like that area has exploded. There's apartment complexes all over the place. Like there's everywhere. I was gonna say Charlotte right. apartment complexes. What? And, and so, I mean, I guess smart move on their part for moving in there. And I, I mean, cool that they're busy. Considering how close that is to me, I still wouldn't go. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a whole thing. Cool that they're they're doing it. Uh, it it really does. Like, oh, that. I mean, that was it. Okay. It it just blows my mind that of all the breweries to have visited in Charlotte like I had not been to Legion South Park since their like friends and family event like the entire like I went before it was open and yeah. I haven't been back since <laughs> that's just how much I love South Park oh and then while I was over there went to the Duckworths in South Park that's in the old Taco Mac location and had a oh, okay. and had a Goose Island beer ooh man I've been just out here shilling for AB and Bev Wow, so that's where Ducks is over there. Okay. Yeah, no. I knew it was somewhere over there. I just obviously didn't know where. Yeah, they'll talk about it. Okay. Good, gotcha. good for them. Cool. It looks the same. Um, I have done jack and shit. I actually am gonna, <laughs> and we're all and shit left town. Well, I, I'm going to be on vacation for like legitimately three weeks. Yeah. Coming up here really quick, so I'll probably actually do some stuff while I'm <laughs> off because I am eventually going to get tired of sitting in the house. Playing video games. If you ever want to meet me at Monday night, let me know. It's on my way home. Okay. I was saying, real talk, I mean, you know, Fridays could be good options. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Because nobody likes, like, it'll be super quiet, and nobody likes working on Fridays anyway, and so it's super duper quiet, and I can just take my work phone with me. Like, it'd be great. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we'd, we'll kick around some ideas. Right on. 
Uh, so, Mr. Wells, we have talked yes. about the, I guess, kind of what we all figured was going to happen, downfall of a certain brewery, but what's going on? Because it sounds like it's getting spicy. It is getting spicy. Uh, a lawsuit has been filed against T9 Brewing and Community Brewing Ventures. A.K.A. A.K.A. Bavana. Um, by a bank. Um, supposedly. So South State is a local bank around here, and they have filed suit for what exactly? Now? Basically, breach of loan um, that they owe. You know, money still on their on their original note of six hundred thousand um, dollars. They're still they still owe little, little over two hundred thousand, and then South State found out that D9 has sold all their brewing equipment, which is in violation of the terms of that loan. See, when you take out a loan and you have some sort of collateral that you put up against the loan, the bank gets kind of angry when you sell said collateral. No! Now, I don't... I've been around South State Bank a little bit. I I don't take them as an overly mobile, active bank per se. They're just like a traditional, like, you know, hometown bank. I've never nothing, even heard of them before. Nothing wrong. Yeah, you know, that's just it. They're, they're not, you know, trying to blow up and be huge, but I'm sure they would like that, whatever. But I also don't necessarily see them as a necessarily litigious type entity. But, you know, when you break your contract and you owe them a lot of money, like, you know, they, I, I feel like this is warranted. Yeah. So, ugh. This will not be the last time that we talk about this because obviously this legal proceeding is going to continue. Um, we did get confirmation in this article, something that I've you know, learned maybe a month ago, but I wanted somebody else to kind of say it first. And that is uh, D9 and Bavana are somehow tied to the downfall of pontoon brewing in Georgia. Well, there it is. So there we go. The company confirmed the Good Beer Hunting. This is a Good Beer Hunting article um, that it was filing for Chapter 11 protection and taking legal action against Bavana. Of course, Bavana came back and said, "Uh, no, they actually owe us money. (laughs) Sure they do. Okay, cool. So... When it comes down to it, there's always the he said, he said, he said, she said, whatever you want to call it. Um, When the bank says you owe me money, you don't play the Uno reverse card and get anybody to bite on that. Oh, no, this was the one brewery saying to another brewery, you owe me money. Oh, my bad. Okay, okay. But still, when the bank does find out that you're selling your collateral and are going to be undergoing Chapter 11 and insolvency like any minute now, they're spooked. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and it all starts to kind of tie together. Those dots start getting connected. And so, you know, we've talked about these breweries that were a part of, and of course, Bavana claims no malfeasance here because it's not their fault nobody was buying their beer. Right. It's not their fault that, you know, those breweries didn't get any payments because their beer wasn't selling. I, I don't know, man. Like, I kind of see where they're coming from, but I hate it. Um, this all just seems kind of hokey to me. And I just, like, I remember when D9 was going to, like, weren't they going to open, like, four or five spots in town? And then suddenly it quietly started going away. And then their beer quit, you know, showing up on shelves. And it just kind of felt like, what's who's running this business? Oh, one of them shut, they shut down the Uptown location. And I honestly didn't know about it for two months. Like, it was that quiet. Like, oh, we're just going to, like, take a time out until this whole construction thing wraps up. And then they just... That was the last that they ever said. Yeah. It just doesn't... I, I guess I, I shouldn't cast stones when I'm not in this business world myself. Right. However, <laughs> comma... Kind of crazy. Bad business decisions. We've, we've said it ad nauseum on the show. Just because you know how to brew a beer doesn't mean you know how to run a business. And vice versa. Yeah. It just, it just because you had a brewery that at the time was one of like seven or eight in town got some popularity but then you never really went any further with it like d9 had whiskers on kittens their belgian sour Mm -hmm. and then they had their high gravity ones that would change ingredients every so often no um, they have Hakuna, some... Hakuna Matata, I think, was one. Okay, yeah, there we go. Did that they do brown sugar, brown cow? I mean, like, yes. you know, they yes. had a handful of beers, but it's like they're still putting out the same stuff. I don't know, man. Innovate or die. Yep. 
So yeah, it, that's a real bummer. Uh, I mean, we might as well stay on the legal train, right? And I know we talked about this story, you know, last recording. But hey, wouldn't you know, there's a lot more detail in this article than the last one that we provided. So let's just, uh, let's jump back in and see what Treehouse is up to, shall we? Yeah, what are they up to now? Getting sued. Again? Or more? Well, I or, know, it's the same it's thing. It's the same it's, thing. It's but, more detail, yeah, yeah. So apparently a, a 2% shareholder in Treehouse, we have access to his complaint against the majority owners now. And um, man, just all kinds of... Apparently, the, the two majority owners were, quote, engaged in a pattern and practice of paying excessive officer salaries and bonuses to themselves. So, like, salaries exceeding $4 million. <laughs> and then uh, ultra utility vehicles purchased by the company for their personal use, including two 2019 Tesla Model 3s, a 2016 Range Rover Sport, a 2021 Mercedes GLC 300 and a 2020 Audi Q8. Sure. Fancy cars. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but did I'll, they get Botox and have OnlyFans subscriptions? That's because then they could just go for Congress and we could just it, call it a day. True. They could. Uh, the lawsuit also alleges that they, quote, engaged in a pattern and practice of improperly delaying or entirely withholding the disclosure of certain tax documentation. Um, said they created limited liability corporations in 2016 and 2018 to amass like hidden real estate portfolios that they can flip for profit after these uh, locations were announced around them. Um, the LLCs received about $10 million during that time period. And then <laughs> the most petty thing in this entire article, uh, he alleges that Treehouse withheld issuing his IRS statement until April 2023 when it should have been received by March 15th. So he got a penalty from the IRS because his taxes were late. I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah. So, that's okay. All right. Okay. So he's mad because they were paying themselves a whole bunch of money. A whole bunch of bunch of money. Yep. I, and I'm, I'm not... Josh and I have dealt with that type of C-suite culture where they don't understand the value of money after a while, right? But cars, salaries, they're looking to further enrich themselves. Boy, this guy sounds like he was really personally injured to the tune of... At least $50,000. $50,000. Like, I almost feel like this guy's doing a, hey, um, I'll settle for seven fifty dollars and, you know, or 75000 and, you know, a case a week for a year. And yeah. What's his plans to seek more than 50000 damages? Like... We don't know what that amount is. And again, like he's a 2% shareholder in this company, 2% stakeholder, but still, man, you, you kind of got to think that I'm not, if it's me, if, I, if I'm this guy, I'm going to exhaust oh, yeah. reaching out to these people. Like I'm going to try to do this without getting the legal system involved. You know, that would be my last resort. Like you've pushed me back me in the corner, pushed me too far. I'm going to sue you. Yeah, and it could be that is exactly what happened. Maybe he went to Treehouse and was like, hey, I'm not cool with this. I know what y'all are up to. How about... Give me some hush money and yeah, I go away. You know, like, we can either do this the easy way or the hard way. And they're like, yeah, you're not going to do anything. He's like, all right, I will. Oh. I, you know, like... Choice is yours. That's right. It's... This is America. America. I mean... <clears throat> I don't know. It, it, Fuck. It's six of one half. I know it sounds weird to say this, but it's six of one half a dozen the other to me because I don't agree with what Treehouse is doing in any way, shape, or form. But at the same time, if he went to Treehouse and said, what you're doing is not cool, let's try to settle this like gentlemen. Okay. If he's just being this kind of petty little man and filing this lawsuit because... Treehouse is making all this money. That's kind of, I don't know. And again, like, I would understand if he was a maybe a larger percent holder and he was going to make more off right. of this. Yes. Like, if he was really truly injured for hundreds of thousands of dollars. But, yes. like, I, and, and I'm, I don't know anything. I'm just throwing shit against the wall here because that's what we do here. Yeah, totally. Half for 10 years. Right? At least. 
you, the type of person who has a 2% stake in a multi, multi million dollar brewery probably isn't overly worried about $50,000. Right. Like, I'm not saying it doesn't hurt, but it's probably yeah. like, you know, a couple hundred bucks to us. I don't know. Just seems weird. There's, there's got to be like some more like there's grudge. some yeah there's, there's some grudge going on yeah there. there's something more that we're just not aware of I feel like too all right well as we've talked consolidation is probably going to continue to happen in the beer market what is going on now so uh, Colorado a trio of breweries in Colorado are consolidating under the umbrella of Westbound Westbound and Down Brewing which is pretty new. I think they're a 2015 start and they're buying two other breweries, Aspen Brewing and Capital Creek Brewing. Uh, Both of those got bought out by an investment firm. One was, um, sorry, Aspen was acquired by an investment firm uh, in 2019, Capital Creek in 2021. That investment firm was then acquired by Westbound and Down. So now those three breweries are going to be operating under the same umbrella, but for now, like the things are going to stay the same until they don't. So what kind of like drew this to me was Aspen brewing. That's where Scott from triple C left triple C to go to Colorado and do. So Scott Kimball's in one of the pictures that (laughs) one of the articles that I read about this, I'm like, Oh, they got like, that guy is familiar. I know him. What's up? So, well, 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 so, yeah, the, the name of the game, if it's not breweries closing, and don't tell me that there's a bubble bursting because that means things are everything's going to go away, um, and it's not. But, yeah, we're, we're, the belt is going to tighten for sure, and consolidation or closure is going to be more normal. And this kind of sounds similar to kind of how some of the dialogue about the housing market is right now. You had all of this private equity that came into the picture for a while was buying up all of these breweries and you know we said when all that started happening didn't we we were like three to five years tops that's when they're going to want to get their money out yep and if they don't have it yet they're going to start selling for pennies on the dollar yep it doesn't surprise me that you know a, a newfound place and maybe they've got some sort of angel investor or whatever they can come along and pick up a couple brands I mean you know you just took a shortcut you know, you fast pass into, you know, we've got rears and customer base and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's not a bad way to go. No, I mean, it's one of those things where I will be honest and say that, excuse me, especially with some of these breweries that have been around in Charlotte for quite a while. I am shocked that this not has not happened here yet, to be a thousand percent honest with you. Um just because, again, some of these places have been around for 10-plus years. I mean, hell, Birdsong just did, what, 12 years last weekend, I think? That's right. So I, I am quite surprised that we have not seen this yet locally. I think we will within the next three years, tops. We're going to start to see some of this stuff happen locally, too. I would like to think, and this is a weird segue into our next story, that if you're man- if you're managing to be around for 10 plus years you've kind of weathered enough storms that maybe you kind of know how to steer your ship by now other than the storm of i don't want to be in this business anymore yes now that's not gonna be the case for everybody but right. we saw that with um larry, larry bell mm-hmm. right from bells yep. and you know we've seen that in in other breweries as well uh there's another one here in north carolina we talked about a couple months back where they were just like, you know, we're, we're just we're kind of tired of it. We're kind of well, done. I mean, to be a thousand percent honest with you, I oh. am still shocked that anybody with a Grossman name is still a Sierra Nevada. Too true. Like, Too I, true. I, I would would not be surprised if tomorrow Ken goes, fuck this, I'm out. I've been in this thing for 30 plus years. But even if he goes, fuck this, I'm out, like Brian Grossman's going to step oh, up. Oh, yeah, and no, no, I know that, it's like, but... It's the way Highland, like, is still privately family-owned. Yes. Like, Oscar Wong may have said, you know what, I'm just going to be, like, owner emeritus over here. But Leah has stepped up, and, you know, she's running the company now. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. um, But, uh, so, back to a brewery that has been around for 10 years and decided no more. 
Who yeah. is closing down now? Columbia, South Carolina. One of, if not the first brewery of this wave, uh, River Rat Brewing, um, is closing down by the end of the month. We're at the end of the month. And Jeff, I don't know if you remember, but we had them on the show. Like had Oh, were they them? the ones we had? I'm... Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. When was, was that? One of the shows at the, back at the at Wine Grapevine. Tree. Or uh, Grapevine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, when we were doing shows out at Grapevine, uh, okay, we would like do one, once a year. Yeah, once a year. Uh, I don't remember the first. Uh, I know the first year who that was. I can't yeah. remember legal. No, what Benford. was the name of the brewery? It was Benford. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, Benford. Yep. <laughs> and then year two was River at. So yeah, they were on the show. And granted, God, that was years ago at this yeah. point because I can't even remember the last time we. I've been to Grapevine, but. They were on the show. Uh, we had their at that point their head brewer and I think one of their sales reps was on for a little bit. Uh, those were fun. I miss those. Yeah, guys. I do too. But why are they closing Wells? I have Bubble no. Burst. I have abs. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> uh, the owners did not explain the reason for the closure. So what does that tell you? I don't know. I don't I mean, know. I don't know what it tells me. To me, it tells me one of two things. Either one, I'm tired of this industry and I want out. Okay. Or two, I can't keep up with this industry. There's too much change, and I am being a smart business person yeah. and throwing in the towel rather than writing myself into bankruptcy. I feel like a lot of breweries are probably looking ahead and forecasting, and I, I'll be honest with you as well. I never really like bought much river rat beer no the only time i ever had river rat was that show and and you know like i'm sure they had their fans but you know as everybody's going into more complicated i mean like let me back up during that era especially you know eight to six to eight years ago i think the old model of we're just really passionate about making beer and we home brewed and now we bought some equipment and we got a loan from the bank that all still worked Yes, in, it did. T- in today's world, in today's world, that you need to come correct yep. with, you know, you better have somebody that understands, you know, bi- microbiology for the yeast side of it. Yep. You need somebody that understands how to brew. Yep. You need somebody that actually like you can't just kind of like hope for the best anymore. No, you, you have to hit it out of the gate from day one or at least by month two yeah or you're in trouble well i mean remember famously for years you and i would say you give them two up, years we'll give them yeah we'll give you a year two years before we know and now it's like you you're you need to come fucking correct yeah. or you're not going to survive in this but market it's anymore. honestly like the market has finally caught up to me yeah well because yes. i'm because my from forever has been you need to come correct on day one, yeah. or sit tight and get it do right. Test batches, get sit it right. Sit tight and get it right. Get it right. Sit it tight, get it right. Well, but but I mean, also at the same time, you know, if <laughs> whether it's River Rat or I'll lump Pontoon in there as well. Yeah. When you're making kind of beer that's like three years ago, you're never going to get traction again. You're 2008, Becky. I mean. Like even Orpheus, like we love so many of their barrel aged beers, but yes. I mean, where did all those go? And, yeah. and other than that, I mean, they had some real duds in cans. Yeah. What do you mean? Where did those go? Anytime I saw Orpheus out there, I bought it. Construction. There's crazy construction going on. Okay. Oh, cool. Right. I was just like, is somebody just sideswiped me? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, your uh, your vehicle is being drugged to the corner of the road. Yeah, it's like going to be left in the middle of the intersection where it's going to get T-boned multiple times. Okay, oh, at least I'm here. <laughs> uh, so, again, it, it's never good when you see a place closed, but at least this was their decision. They weren't, you know, yeah. they didn't have to file for bankruptcy or anything like that. Um, it's one of those things. Well, and, and two, especially, like, I... I'm, all three of us are very close to South Carolina. I don't typically think of South Carolina for beer. I think of it for other things, like the beaches and things like that. I don't think of it as a craft beer destination. That's right, because Westbrook sure does suck. Well, I know they're not all that great. I mean, come, come down on. to Charlotte. Come to Westbrook with me just once. How it many, is, how many times have we had claws and... Okay, but like... Yeah, and what else do you buy from them? Mexican cake. J- 
Jeff. I'm asking Jeff specifically. I'll I know buy, you. I'll get their anniversary stouts. Mm-hmm. You know, those are good. Um, if I, if, you know, if I were to ever find one claw with a fresh date on it, I would buy it. Okay. Well, but that's more of a Charlotte issue than I think a Westbrook issue. Fair enough. Fair that's enough. yeah. Good point. Whatever. Uh, there's a lot more Westbrook you cross into South Carolina. Your point is not incorrect. Yes. I mean, I just I wait, wait. Uh, he's out of line, but he's right. I just don't think. Unfortunately, as much as I like Greenville Beer Exchange, I don't necessarily think of South Carolina as a destination I want to go for. Well, and, and truth be told, if you're at said bottle shop, you're probably not walking away with a ton of South Carolina beer. No, I'm not. You're buying other stuff. Yeah, and not only that, but, you know, unfortunately, most of the time I was there because I was there for work. So it wasn't like I was choosing to drive there. Fair enough. Uh, thank you to Streaking Bigfoot on our subreddit for submitting this next article, and it talks about... How did I legitimately miss this? I don't know. I feel bad. No, you shouldn't. I gave him up, dudes. Uh, but what, is, about- what is Wells missing this article? Tell us about the beer industry article reading right now. Yeah, I mean, basically, it just talks about, hey... I missed it, too. Sorry. GABF attendance was down this year. Um you know what happened the last couple of years? A national pandemic. And do you know what people are still afraid of doing? Going to large crowds? Going and gathering in mass. I mean, this felt like a just a no-shit Sherlock article. And I'm not It's wine up. enthusiast. I feel I like we've had, you know, some of their stuff on before and it's like this is the thing that pops up in your like Google or Apple news feed and it's just absolute clickbait, you know? Oh, yeah. But and, and and, you know, Shrieking Bigfoot even said, if it's a slow news day. So, in other words, they got the fact yeah, that, yes, yeah. this is a no-shit Sherlock article. But... You don't say. It does bring up a valid point of, you know, when you think about GABF, that used to be, like, the mecca of beer festivals, right? Sure did. And oh, the yeah. attendance has gotten so bad, even since before COVID and now, of course, post-COVID that they're doing things that they've never done before, like adding kombucha in, adding in seltzers, like yeah. shit to try to draw crowds in that aren't necessarily craft beer nerds. They're I diversifying. Mean, well, yes. and, and, and also, too, I think, like, okay, so so let's consider GABF. Yes. For, uh, I, Wells has been, so we're going to exclude him. Yes. Because it's better that way. It's more fun, at least for us. So, Josh, for you and I to go to GABF, we're talking flight, Hotel. Yep. How much anxiety meds? Yeah. You know, a bottle. Right. A full bottle. Ticket to get in. You know, I mean, you're probably pushing. I'd ballpark it eight hundred dollars, thousand bucks. Yep. You know, and that's before you have to worry about. Oh yeah, and I also need to eat, and everything else. Like, it's not the kind of thing that people not. Other than people in the beer industry. You're right. It is a mecca, but it's also a. I'm going to go once. It's not an. I'm going to go every year. Unless and you're so, local, yeah. Yeah, and so after a while, it's no longer the draw that it was. And that's true too. Um, and you know, funny enough, I was having a conversation with a a past co-host on the show about this very topic. That it feels like craft beer in general has normalized and it's yes. no longer niche. Yes. And. Stuff like this, I think, kind of like, you know, today, E3 announced it's done. The video game trade show is done and over. I feel like GABF, as much as people don't want to admit it, is on limited legs at this point. And eventually, you're going to have enough people that go, this is normal. I can get this experience at a local festival or something else that they're going to go, why are we doing this anymore? Also, I feel like it comes to you get to this point where, okay, GABF was a big deal for people in the industry. And then it became this huge event to go to and get to try all of this beer. Right. But it's so easy to get your hands on good beer everywhere now that it's not as like it's not as big of a deal because I can get a good IPA. I can get a good stout. Comes to the normalization factor. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And so like I was uh, was, uh, talking to Mark the other day so i'm planning a trip to go to russian river for planet the younger yes yes 
And so I was just kind of talking to him about like, you know, what's it like and what do I need to be prepared for? And like, when do I need to get in line? And when do, and he's just like, dude, it's like super chill. Yeah. He's like, it's, it's not a bunch of bro dudes. there trying to crush beers and, you know, have the most ABV and all that. He's like, it's just, it's a bunch of middle-aged and older guys that just really love that beer. And I'm like, Oh, so it's just normal. Cool. Again, I think it goes back to, yes, shit is just normalized now. And, what once was this crazy thing is now, like Jeff said, I can go two blocks and get a salt. Well, it's longer, further than that, but right. I can go two blocks and get a world class hazy. Yep. Or a world class West Coast or, or whatever. Even if it's not a world class, it's like within a percent or two. You know, like, I, and, I, and I keep trying to explain this to people. Like, I have my beer that I love, that I'm willing to pay good money for. Because it's my favorite beer. Yeah. But it may not be your favorite beer. Exactly. And it's okay that it's not. And that's okay. But, like, just because a beer is expensive doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> As we're going to find out with Utopias. <laughs> we're all going to sit there and be like, oh, God, this? Really? This was that much? <clears throat> but, you know, again, like, maybe Utopias is a better analog for GABF. We were, like, I was beyond giddy to get that bottle of it and i kept looking at it thinking like i hope it's not leaking i hope it's okay like i'm making sure when i packed it it was like super safe and like wasn't going to get any damage or anything like that we will have it and it'll be the last time i drink that beer yeah i mean real talk five years ago if we would have decided as a group you know what we're gonna go do gabf this year yep i'd been like yeah fuck it let's do it I think we talked about that. Oh, we did, actually. <laughs> now, I'm like, you know what? I don't really see the point of this anymore. I don't don't see the benefit. But the, uh, the things around it, maybe. But going to GAB, GABF itself? Yeah. Eh. It's the whole package. And the whole package has definitely evolved from when I was there in 2011. Things were just starting to get yes, going. You, you went at like the fucking peak time to go. Oh no, not even the peak time. It was still on its way up. You feel like? like? Fong, okay. Yeah, Fong Rock Top House yeah. was still around. And yes, there were breweries in Denver, but not near the number of brewers that we have now. Okay. Um, it was a big deal for me to go to Great Divide. And now like I went to Denver and I didn't go to Great Divide. Yep. Yeah. Um, but it was like we had Denver Rare, so that was my thing because I had to because I had to work. So I had four uh, GABF sessions that I had to work, mm-hmm. and occasionally I would fuck off and you know take a, a a lengthy break and you know whatever. But so it was four sessions GABF and one session to Denver Rare, and and there weren't the parties around there that that there are now. I mean, I, I looked at kind of what else was going on GABF week. And there was like brewers karaoke at one at one brewery, <laughs> and like Beerstadt Lager House was doing like a, a welcome party. I mean, there's all sorts of there's dozens of other events held locally that like you could go there and have a blast that weekend. Not never, even not even, even go, go to, to GABF. GABF. Yeah. So to to me now, if I were to go back to GABF, I mean, which which I absolutely would. One session, but I'm going to Denver Air, and then I'm just doing everything else that weekend. I also feel like, you know, we hit that kind of moment of critical mass when it came to beer festivals as well. Like, it was all of that. We were supposed to have, what, the world's largest one here? Yeah, I mean. Fucking petered out completely. Right right there in the teens, you know, right there pre-COVID, like, everything looked like there was nothing going to stop it. And the funny thing about people and their buying habits is once they get distracted and start looking at something else it's i don't want to say it's all over but it's hard to get that back yeah once you lose that momentum it's it's damn hard i mean like you know how long have we been talking about you know the the whole bud light thing right like so it's been nine months right we're we're still been and the biggest issue isn't that somehow modello is a better beer right it's just that became what people got in the habit of buying yep and People and habits are hard to break out of their habits. Which, I mean, I, I for one, and wild speculation here because I don't know anything, but I imagine that we're going to see some heavy A-B advertisements to Super Bowl uh, why to, try to try to win people back. Yeah. And it will, it will not address any of the issues. It will nope. all be their same. 
it'll just be volume. It won't be. Oh any, no, yeah, you're right. It will be volume, and it will be. They'll, like, they'll have their oh, and we believe in the military and American flags, and oh, by the way, we're a Belgian company. Shh. We're gonna talk about that. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm s- finally some good news. Yes. Finally, some good news. Except and that. What do you mean? Well, is it, is it, we've we've known this. I know, but so sad news uh, for fans of Asheville Brewing. Um, Eurisco has closed. Um, I knew those guys from when well, Zach and other Zach, who's no longer with the company for reasons. Another um, other Zach. When um, when they were in Charlotte, op- you know, moved to Asheville to open up Eurisco. I really enjoyed it over there. Uh, it wasn't on South Slope. It was like maybe the next couple streets over. Um, they closed recently. Uh, and then a little bit of good news, though that property is not going to stay vacant for long. Okay. Uh, the True Brewing Company, that's T-R-V-E, you know, fancy pants. Speaking of, Den- speaking of Denver, I mean, look, hate them all you want. Hate the name all you want. My God, that place, when I went out there and visited their tap room, um, I'd only had them maybe a handful of times un- until my Denver trip in September. They blew my socks off. Like, my favorite brewery of the trip, like, they're up there with Beer Stout Lager House. Oh, my God. And they're like a brother from another mother to burial, technically, right? Like, kind of same vibe. Kind of the same vibe. They're like a huge, like, heavy metal brewery. I mean, it. this is burial but harder um but they do make a lot of the same beer that burial started out by making okay so it's a lot of farmhouse mixed culture saisons barrel age things um sure they had like i mean you can see through all their beers except their stout couldn't see through that but they aren't trend chasing they just make you know they they let their beer talk and their beers are phenomenally well done um, I, I haven't been like this excited about like a new brewery to open up in North Carolina I mean honestly since Monday night I know that was fairly recent but right. yeah but good God like true is coming to Asheville and and we talked about this on the show I think it's almost been a year but the original location that they were looking to move into, there was some sort of issue with like okay, a floodplain I, designation. Like they had settled on a place. I, I thought they had. Yeah, so, okay. they had, and they were working on like making that location work. But when it finally became obvious that that location wasn't going to work, their plans were put on pause. They decided to move forward, and we did talk about this on the show. Uh, move forward with a second location in Denver near Mission Ballroom. So good lord if i could go see like a concert you know if i could go see doom flamingo in denver and have some true brewing like in the same building cool um but yeah i this is huge this is like a nuclear bomb getting dropped on the Asheville beer scene it's not going to blow everybody out of the water but it's definitely going to put some of the lower rung folks on notice uh i fully plan on being there like opening month if not opening weekend i cannot cannot fucking wait for these guys nice that's awesome so this episode is not sponsored by true brewing out (laughs) of denver and Asheville. but you know if you want to contact me i'm at all the wells on instagrams or slide into our emails at a contact at craftbeercast.com thank you the show brought to you by josh's complete lack of windows updates once again it just showed up it's fine so yeah, Lord, I'm, I'm super excited about this. R.I.P. You know, Eurisco. Yeah, Eurisco. yeah that sucks. Because they yeah. had some fun stuff. They did. But also, my God. Yeah. If, if Eurisco has to die so that True can live, so be it. So be it. All right, are we ready for break? Damn straight. We'll be back in 30.
time for buy, don't buy. Well, how does that work? Well, we've been drinking beer throughout the course of this recording, and it's time for us to let you know what we think about it using the simplest uh, method we can think of. Would we buy it or would we not buy it? It's pretty binary. Uh, Jeff, why don't you kick us off? Well, I will. Up first, a beer Josh has been super stoked about for a while. Me too. Bell's Oberon Eclipse Citrus Sweet, which is a wheat. American pale wheat beer. Wheat beer. Um, whip it good. Does this have cool whip in it? I feel like uh, I, I almost wish I'd have brought, I actually had an Oberon in the fridge. I wish I'd have brought a regular Oberon and put them side by side to see like. like the I, difference. It's, it's a little different. I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's fine. Um, I think I like this, you know, plenty as much or as little as regular Oberon, which I don't typically buy. Um, oddly enough, I just don't do a lot of wheat beer anymore. So uh, it's fine, but I'm not I'm not going to buy it. Well, um, yeah, this is exactly what I was kind of hoping that it would taste like, which is a wheat beer with what coriander and orange peel. Yeah, pretty as, much. As opposed to like regular Oberon, which is just a wheat beer, um, and esters and you know yeast notes and stuff. Um, It'll need a so, so this is like a, a wintertime Oberon. Uh, I dig it. For it's weird for show purposes. I don't really see myself like buying this, but personally, like I, I think I'm good for another six pack of this. Like you know, once so, a, once I mean, a year or so. That's a, a non-committal. It's not. At the end of the day, if you were, and I really doubt this would I, ever be at Salute, but if it were just sitting there in the cold rack in Salute in the cold cooler, would you pick up a six-pack of this? Like once once a year. Okay. Honestly, but uh, so yeah. Okay, fine. Code me is buying it. It's good. It's not great, but you know sometimes you just want to like crush a four-pack of pint cans and. This is or this is that beer. twelve ounce bottles, whatever. Eh, sure, either one. Yeah, fine. I'll buy this. Josh, your thoughts? So yes, uh, like Mr. Wells, I was very excited when they announced this. Like, just looking at the landscape of what is the Blue Moon quote unquote style of beer, there isn't a lot of competition in that market. Um, you know, they yep. kind of have it on lockdown. Really, this is a good competitor. Like. Yeah. If there was somebody that was getting into craft beer for the first time, I would definitely say, hey, get this. It's very citrusy. It's weedy. It's not overpowering. It's very smooth. It's very easy drinking. That being said, all the excitement that I had for it was quickly squashed once the weather turned cold. Like, Fair enough. This is a great, perfect summertime beer, which I know that's not what their goal of this beer is. It's meant more for this type of weather. And yet... Yeah, yet I would much rather have this in the spring, in the summer, when it feels like this beer is more appropriate. You have Oberon when Bell says you can have Oberon. Exactly, exactly. I can have Oberon Eclipse when I'm told to. Hey, remember when they were going to do Hop Slam all year long? Mm -hmm. Whatever happened with that? I drank some a week ago. Yeah, because it's that time of year. Isn't it? No, so they're doing uh, like every six months drops. Gotcha. Okay, fair enough. Oh, that's that's right because Honey Pie comes out in like January, February, a couple months before. Okay. Yep. 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 So So it's like an October, February kind of thing. At the end of the day, yes, I would buy this. I just I feel like technically this really should be a summer beer. Like Mm -hmm. I agree. This just gives me all kinds of summer vibes, and. That's that's where I would rather have it, but I, I still enjoy it. I've got one more bottle that, you know, well, I have. So, yeah. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. Uh, thanks, Steve, for uh, dealing with the logistics on this, but uh, Four Hands has put out the second lion of Voltron. Woohoo! Volume two is out. It's the green lion, y'all. Um, this is a collaboration. The best lion. Okay. It is. Okay. Okay. Um,. This is a collaboration between Four Hands and Southern Grist out of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, it is a fruited IPA, uh, and I, I actually quite like this. It is not overly hoppy, but it's got some hop bite. It's not overly fruited, but the fruit is definitely there. 
Um, I feel like this is a very nice and pleasant IPA. I, I think I liked the yellow a little better, but I do like this one, and I'm glad I bought some, and I would buy some more. Wells? I don't recall the yellow, but honestly, I'm just going to copy and paste everything else that you've already said. Um, not too hoppy, not too fruity. This is just a damn good, tasty, easy-drinking beverage. Definite buy. Josh? I could see myself going through, like, having one and then wanting to have another one and then wanting to have another one. And suddenly my friends are like, hey, you got one of those for me, right? And I'm like, shit, shit. Uh, I guess I have to pick up another four I've got, pack. I've got some empties for you. <laughs> you want a can? Yeah. Uh, I mean, of course. Like, I'm super pumped for this. I just rinsed the grass. It was in front of you, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Just shut up. All right, fine. Um, of course, I was super excited as, as being a giant Voltron nerd that this even happened and the fact that it is officially licensed with official can art. I want to complete my collection. That alone will make me buy this beer. But it's good. Yeah. Like, that's the like, best part. Like, all you, all you, 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 you both said it. Like, copy paste. It's good. Absolute buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up from Monday nights. Uh, a beer that made an appearance at the Out of Season Barley Wine Festival this it year. It sure did. Monday Night Brewing's A Story About Everything. Uh, an English style barley wine that was aged in Elijah Craig and Woodford Reserve Rye for 15 months. Mm mm mm. This tasty. I like this one a lot. I liked it then. I like it now. I have acquired bottles of these myself. I am a buy. I have bought. I will continue to buy when I see it. Good beer. Wells? I, uh, this is fantastic. Uh, Monday night continues to impress me with their barrel-aged beer offerings. Just goes to show that you put beer in a barrel, and if it's from a brewery like Monday night or Revolution, you don't need to add shit else to it. It's going to come out a winner. I thoroughly enjoy this beer, and I do remember it from uh, the Barley Wine Bonanza. The fact that I remember it from Barley Wine Bonanza <laughs> right. says a whole lot. That's 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 an, uh, that's an endorsement. You don't understand how big of an endorsement that is. That yeah. is an endorsement. Oh, I remember that beer, and I liked it. Yeah, that I can say that about like a handful of the 30 or 40 beers that I tried that day. Yeah, oh, I, I, still, I still remember the Prino that wasn't really Prino, but... That's fine. It was good. Yeah, this this is absolutely great, and there are still bottles at Monday night, so I'll be picking up a couple more. <clears throat> Big buy. Josh. Go on. There's more. More? Yes. Okay. Uh, no, Barley one is not a style that is popular for a lot of people. True. I, and I would love to, like, break that down and understand with somebody like... What is it that is it is it the name is it is it just that the beer is too much? Well, it, it you know so I know we've gone a little long, but I can just make a quick little side john on this. I remember getting into beer and seeing barley wine and going, I hate wine, so I probably won't like this. Yeah, okay, and that's fine. More for me, right? Yeah. Now that I know what it is, yeah, you keep thinking that. That's right. That's uh, right. Let, let, let me put this in What's my that veins. revolution made a barrel aged barley wine? Yes, please. Directly into my veins. Thank you. Yeah, this is this is absolutely fantastic. So, of course, I'd buy it. Final beer up. Uh, final beer up from Heist. Um, I'll, I'll intro this beer and I'll let Wells add into it if he's got anything special. Uh, but this is Elegant Destruction, a double barrel aged imperial stout. Um, using a barrel from the first stout batch from early 2022. This beer was aged in Heaven Hill barrels for 11 months and then transferred into freshly dumped cognac barrels for the last nine months of finishing. Any extra commentary there, Wells? Did I run into you at this bottle release? No. Or, okay. You texted us, I think, at that bottle oh, release. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. This is, um, yeah. I don't, I don't have anything else to add. Okay. Um, I will add, this is delicious. Uh, it is a good thick chewy viscous imperial stout from heist i've come to expect that from them the barreling on this is great um what kind of took me by surprise was the cognac it kind of dries it out a little bit and i really appreciate that it is still like thick and heavy and chewy and you're thinking like oh this is going to be this just pastry stout it's going to get cloying and it's going to overstay its welcome and then that cognac is like um <clears throat> excuse me sir I'll take the sweetness outside. Pardon me, sir. Let's yeah. dry this out and give it some raisins. Yeah. Super great. Absolutely fantastic. Love it. Huge buy. Wells is a no buy. Josh? 
So I've been a little stressed out because we have year in review coming up and I've been keeping a running list of beers to have on my top 10. And, um, I'm, I'm a little soft. I'm, I'm lacking. Yeah, I you think are. I'm, I'm, we've heard that. Well, we've, I'm got also a group, re- we've got a group text with Liz. We know all about oh, it. Oh my God. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I've already just kind of, and pimp- we need a new mixing board. Josh just spit his beer all over it. <laughs> no, almost. Though. Oh, geez. Um, no, this is absolutely fantastic. And you know, spoiler alert, this just went on my short list. So cool. I love it. I absolutely love this beer. I, I love this beer. Like the elegant, the, the base, not elegant destruction, elegant violence. That was good. Yeah. But you add like a double barrel Imperial style with again, no adjuncts, no bullshit. Thank you. More please. Absolute bye. Very Josh. good job, Peter. Very good job, Peter. Yeah. So you know what this reminds me of? Excellent beer. Beer can be fun. Yes, it can. Yep. Like, uh, it, it almost makes me giddy drinking this. Like, that cognac does something that I just did not expect it to do, which you already said it, Jeff. Yeah. It really kind of like, hey, we're we're up here, and then we're just going to take it a little bit nice down. And soft. Just make a nice, smooth landing. Holy shit, this is perfectly well-rounded and balanced. Damn. I, I feel like we've been, you know, singing the praises of Peter since he came on board at heist in the stuff yeah. that he's put out. And this, this may be, I love that vanilla extract one uh, because I just love vanilla, but this may be his greatest beer so far for me. I'll fight you on that one. Cause okay. that, that vanilla beer was it, but like that transcendent. Okay. But, but like that was, and, and we can have, let's have that conversation. When we start talking about top 10. Cause I have a feeling that beer will be in both of our top tens. If not all three. That was uh, in last year. Shit. Okay, fine. Anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, of course I'm going to fucking buy this. This is... But this is fun. That's the yeah. other part it's about so, it. Yeah, it, absolutely. It, it just... It somehow takes the pretentiousness out of what is a very pretentious beer. Honestly. A, a style of, yeah. you know, pinkies up and everything. A double barrel to pure still Excellent. But it's it's fun, yeah. and goddamn, it's good. Mm-hmm. Absolute buy. Well, it's time for I tap that. How does that work? Um, <laughs> he's forgotten. No, I I was about to make a joke and just say I'd, I'd tap that in this episode is when we all say elegant destruction. I mean, you're not um, wrong, but, but I'd tap that of all the beers that we had on the show. What's the one that we want on tap on our home kegerator? God, I'm just going to cut in line. It's elegant destruction for me. My goodness, it is. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. I, I mean, that barley wine was fantastic. I, honestly, even that Voltron beer, like I wouldn't mind having that on, you know, like I feel like I, I would, it would enjoy the hell out of that keg. That elegant destruction, though, like I'd be able to take my time with it. It's not going to overstay its welcome. I guarantee that's a beer that as it warms up a little bit and really opens up when you've got time to sit and think about it. Like that's sometimes the hard part for us is we're having these samples, we're tasting them, we're and reacting just, to them yeah, right it's away. Just bam, 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 bam. You know, and sometimes they're not like proper temperature and stuff like that. But to be able to just kind of hang out with a beer over the course of a couple of hours and, you know, just really dive into it. Like I, I, I think this would go miles. Um, so yeah, elegant destruction for me as well. Um, Josh, what are you doing? I mean, is there any bottles of this left or is it gone? I, I don't know. Okay. Cause, uh, I will tell you right now, if there is, I am off Friday afternoon. Hey, my ass is driving over there to get a bottle of this. Cause Holy fucking shit. That is amazing. And I think, Jeff, you're right. Letting it open up, I think, is just going to put even more complex layers of flavor into it than what we got presented tonight. But damn. That is that is fantastic. So, yes, of course. And especially as it's going to start to get colder around here. Like, yeah. just let that thing hang out. It's a warm hug as you're watching football. Damn. Anyways, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbearcast.com. You can find links for old episodes. Our Patreon, again, uh, thanks to all of our patrons that have supported us over the years. 
continuously nonstop and those that have joined and those that have dropped and come back and all that kind of good stuff. We appreciate all of that. And, uh, uh, you're going to get to fulfill, um, I don't call it a make-a-wish because that really sounds terrible. Yeah, that's a bad analogy. Yeah, it's a bad analogy. But I mean, like, you know, honestly, something that's been on, you know, at least Josh and I's wish list for, for years since we started this show. So, um, again, thanks for all of that. Um, you know, go slide into Josh's DMs at CBCast. We're on Reddit, Facebook, all that kind of good stuff. Wells, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram at all the Wells. Uh, Josh, where are you? I'm here. Uh, I'm not on socials anymore, and I don't have Twitter on my phone anymore, so good luck getting a hold of me. Yeah, I'm done with it at this point, completely done with it. Not deleting the account, but uh, I'll check it when I'm on my computer, which is pretty much every night. But if you want to really get in touch with us, email is the best way. Contact or hate mail craftbeercast.com. And honestly, I think especially at this point, tell a friend, tell somebody. We have been doing this episode for years and years and years. Uh, this is, yeah, kind of a... We've been doing this episode for years. Yeah, it feels like it. <laughs> this is kind of a, you know, long-running thing that we have been loud, proud, and independent. And, uh, you know, honestly, I know I'll gush over it when we get to actually try the Utopias, but I cannot thank everybody enough for listening for all these years and putting up with our horseshit. And we will talk to you all next Thursday. Thursday.